Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, that was fun. The Warriors beat the Denver Nuggets in game one, 123-107. And man, that really, really really felt good to watch. It's been three years, long years for the Warriors and Warriors fans since we all saw these guys in the playoffs, this team. And not only that, we saw Steph, Draymond, and Clay play more than 11 minutes together, which is all they played during the regular season due to injuries. So i Talked to Aram on our playoff preview episode, the first one. Check those out if you haven't. There's two parts. And we had talked about how this team was like really high variance. And if the pieces lived up to their potential, if people played consistently, then you could have a very, very, very good team. You know, the team that we had always imagined and hoped for since day one of training camp this year. And this kind of looked like it. Far be it for me to say that they are fully formed, but this is a very, very auspicious start. You know, they had been up and down for the past few weeks. And I said, I could have easily seen this Warriors team blowing out Denver in game one. And I could have easily seen them lose a heartbreaker. And in the first quarter, when the Nuggets came out and played the Warriors pretty tough, it was like, oh, okay, then maybe this is actually going to be closer than we thought. And maybe the Warriors are a little bit rustier than we thought, but they shook off the rust. And all of a sudden, like with every minute, every possession, it felt like the Warriors were kind of clicking more and more. They started feeling more like themselves, looking like who we all thought they could be. And if I'm the Nuggets, obviously on the road, game one is the one you try to steal, especially if you know everybody's been on a long break and Steph 
in this game was not in the starting lineup. He was coming off the bench. He was going to be rusty somehow, some way. The Nuggets did a good job of doing that. But man, credit to the Warriors for just imposing their will ultimately on the Nuggets. Jordan Poole, I've said throughout the season that that dude is built for big moments. He's not afraid of the moment. He ain't afraid of anything. (laughs) He's built for the postseason, you know, plain and simple. He likes the big stage. He likes the bright lights. And it shows the dude had an amazing playoff debut. 30 minutes, nine for 13, five for seven from three, seven for eight from the free throw line, three assists, one board, 30 points plus seven. And a ton of those points were on big shots. Dagger shots, some deep three-pointers, some great drives to the basket. We've all imagined, right? We've all imagined like as Poole has emerged late in the season, we've all imagined what it could be like with Steph, Clay, and Poole all healthy, right? Those are three guys who can just kill you at any given time. With Steph being off, understandably being out for a month, then, you know, this bodes well, right? We haven't seen this team before. Plain and simple. We haven't seen these guys play together. And I was very impressed by what I saw. Like, this team is going to be dangerous. There will be downs along with these ups for sure. But the true potential of this team is, I mean, I'm hoping they're unlocking it, you know? Like, that's what it's all about. And it's great to see because you have all the vets like Draymond, Steph, Clay, Andre Godala. And those guys know what it's like to play in big moments. And Jordan Poole may not have that kind of experience in his muscle memory, in his system, but he wants it, you know? (laughs) I'm sure that's pretty refreshing to all of them. And it's great that when one of those three, Poole, Clay, Steph, when one of them, in this case, Steph, just didn't have it as much as usual tonight, it's great that the other guys can pick him up, right? It's amazing. The firepower on this team is just nuts. And if you think about it, you go back, a lot of this is due to injury. Clay was out until January, mid-January or so. And that's where Poole built on his experience from last year. Great confidence. And then of course he took a little bit of a nosedive when Clay came back and then Poole started coming off the bench again. But then once Steph went down, Poole built on that even more. So, you know, we talked about this in the preview the idea that Jordan Poole knows how to play both Steph and Clay's position in the system, right? He can handle the ball. He can spot up, whatever. He can take it to the basket. So all of a sudden you're looking at three legit guys, you know, and the Jordan Poole we have now is not the same Jordan Poole that we had before Steph went out. Like there was a Jordan Poole from when Clay was out and then there was Jordan Poole that took a step back when both Steph and Clay were healthy. And then there was a Jordan Poole when Steph was out. And in this game, we saw that Jordan Poole. So this is obviously a positive, and I was very, very impressed. Like, which Jordan Poole were we going to see? We wanted this one, and we got this one. And then when you throw in that lineup of Steph, Clay, Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, there's a lot of scoring on that lineup, you know what I mean? And definitely they're undersized, and there may be some defensive issues in at least two of the spots with Poole and Steph. But, you know, against the right team, that lineup can do a lot of damage. So I look forward to seeing that even more. In the future, you know, maybe you'll see Kaminga instead of Wiggins, not necessarily in this playoffs, but down the road next season, etc. But still, 
that's just a lot of firepower and change of pace. But yeah, the Warriors controlled this game. You know, when you look at Nikola Jokic, that dude is amazing. And Doris on the ESPN broadcast or the ABC broadcast, she kept saying that Jokic is in the best shape of his life. And I don't doubt that because he's looked thicker and chubbier before. But, you know, he's not like super in shape. (laughs) He's in shape compared to how he looked before. But bottom line is like, if you can run that guy up and down the court, he has to do so much. He has to run the offense, play defense, score for Denver. And if you have a very fast-paced game, you're going to tire him out. And I'm sure that's part of the strategy. That's I mean, the Warriors always want to run. But if another benefit of that is that Jokic gets winded and gassed, then that's another positive. And that's going to keep affecting him each game as the series gets longer. Hopefully it doesn't go too long, but still. And there's no one else to fear on Denver without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., especially if the Warriors play this way. Monty Morris has flashes. Barton has flashes. Barton's the Warriors killer from years past. But, I mean, they're not consistent threats to really, really hurt you. And Austin Rivers, man, like, I know he probably has made some, but I've never seen that dude make a three-pointer that mattered, especially in the playoffs. Steph coming off the bench, smart move right? I'm not sure whose idea that was. It was probably Kerr's, Mike Brown's, talked to Steph, he agreed with it, and it definitely helped. You know, maybe Steph was a little bit more out of rhythm than he would have been than if he'd started, but you know, that's fine. Steph played 22 minutes only, five for 13, three of six from three, hit all three of his free throws, three boards, four assists, plus 17, 16 points. That's fine. You know, that's fine. The dude hit big shots. He just missed early because he was coming up short. Shake off the rust and go get it next game. I mean, even in this game, like you could see like that rust starting to fall off. And if I'm Mike Malone, it's like, there goes your chance to really steal this game. Getting ahead a little bit early and then seeing the Warriors get comfortable, get in rhythm and start pushing the pace. That's bad news for the Nuggets. And Clay, man, just seeing that dude back in the playoffs, right? 29 minutes, 7 for 15 from the field, 5 for 10 from 3, 3 boards, 2 assists, 19 points. That dude was fired up, man. (laughs) He got in a little smack talking with uh, Aaron Gordon, and that's always entertaining (laughs) because when Clay talks, you know he's mad, (laughs) you know? So it's great seeing him, and especially like, you know, they were wearing their black Warriors uniforms tonight, and the last time we saw Clay in the playoffs, they were still wearing those the town uniforms, the black ones. So it was a little bit of nostalgia for me seeing that because it's like, oh man, I can't believe it's been this long. And he looked great out there. He did. And I think the time off, and like I've been saying, kind of getting right, and also just having Steph, Draymond out there, and Andre out there, and It's clear that another benefit of Steph being out, I guess a silver lining, besides Poole getting more confident again and more assertive, is that Clay has built some chemistry with Jordan Poole, and that's really important as well. So you love to see that. And Draymond was solid, man, playing Nikola Jokic. Sometimes I don't know how he does it. You know, he's so outsized in terms of height and heft that I don't know how he stands his ground. Jokic is going to get his. 
but Draymond sure as hell made it tough for him. And that's all you got to do, right? The tougher Draymond plays Jokic, the more beat up and tired Jokic gets, the more frustrated he gets. And then those touch shots he makes from 20 feet away, you know, those arcing shots. Hey, they come up short, maybe, you know? Maybe not so much in this game, maybe the next one, the one after that. So it all kind of piles up. And the knowledge and experience that these Warriors vets have in terms of the playoffs and the strategies and the mindset you need to have during seven-game series, honestly, the Nuggets don't really have that. You know, they've had some good playoff runs, you know, in the last couple of years. They've, they've played well, but nothing as close to what Draymond has in his head, you know, what Clay has in his head, what Steph, Andre, even Looney. Nemanja Bialica, 15 minutes, three for six, missed both of his three-point shots, missed three of his free throws, but he had eight points, three boards, and he was aggressive. He was hunting his shot early, right? Honestly, I love to see it because we know that he was passing up his shot before. And I got to say, his revival, if you want to call it that, towards the end of the season, very much seemed to coincide with not just the return of Draymond, but also the return of Andre Godala. I feel like those lineups, which I kind of call the old lineup, where you have Iguodala, Otto Porter Jr., and Bielitsa in the second unit, I feel like Iguodala does a really good job probably communicating with Bielitsa on what he needs to do, keeping him focused and whatever. I mean, they do have some experience being on the same team in Miami. It's just an observation. And Bielitsa, he'll have some problems against other teams for sure. But he's a good guy to throw against Nikola Jokic in this one. You know, he'll give you some tough minutes. They know each other. They played on the Serbian national team. Sure, great. I'll take that. And right now, it's like, as we've said before, this Warriors team is not anything like the Nuggets have seen this year so far, right? Draymond didn't play in any of those. And some of the other guys, like Clay didn't play in all of them. Steph didn't play in all of them. And also, just as importantly, honestly, this version of Jordan Poole didn't play in them. I'm sure Mike Malone will make some adjustments, but as a fan, you know, and I'm sure the team is looking at it this way as well. It's like, there's some positives to build on. You find those things that you messed up, find some things that you could have done better, like the early turnovers, and fix those, you know? Fix those. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings King Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, there, there were some moments where in the first quarter where I was like, oh, okay. So the playoff Warriors are kind of the same as the regular season Warriors, but it's a war of attrition in a lot of ways, right? Eventually you keep at it and you will come out on top. And I just got to say also, Andrew Wiggins, 29 minutes, six for 11. 
One for two from three. Three for four from the free throw line. Yeah. Not bad. Nine boards, two assists, 16 points, plus 16. Now, I've said that all the Warriors need is, quote-unquote, average Andrew Wiggins. I would love all-star <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, but we don't need that per se. What we need is the guy who is engaged on both ends of the court and is doing the little things that the Warriors need him to do to succeed. And tonight he did that. I I loved him out there because Jordan Poole has passed him on the scoring depth chart, if you want to call it that. So Wiggins was searching for his and getting his shots within the flow of the game. He attacked the basket. He had nice tempo to his game. And for the most part, like he did a great job. So that's that's all you need. Andrew Wiggins shot 11 times. He doesn't need to shoot more than that when you have Steph Clay and Jordan Poole healthy out there, right? You need him to attack the basket at times, get the other team in foul trouble, keep the other team honest, and go get buckets when sometimes those threes aren't falling for everybody else. So he had a very, very solid game. Nine boards. I mean, that guy went after it. So he may be quiet, but that was a very, very, very strong game from him. You know, Aram in Toronto had said that Wiggins looked good during the play-in games last year, and he was right. He kind of flipped a switch in the play-in games. You know, he may not have stood out as much because he's further down the scoring depth chart, but, you know, he did flip a switch a little bit, you know, in terms of being consistent, being focused, and playing a full floor game. So, I don't know. I don't know if you could ask for a better first game. It's not going to be like this all the way through, but... You just want to keep building on this momentum. That's it, right? And building on the good things. Jordan Poole may not shoot this well every time. Clay may not either, but Steph won't shoot this badly. Will Steph come off the bench against the Nuggets in game two? I don't know. Sure, why not? Or put him back in the starting lineup and put Poole on the bench. You know, and then maybe there's some more questions about how Poole, how his game reacts to coming off the bench. But I just got to say this thing about Steph, right? It's like Steph is that very, very unique superstar. <laughs> he's coming back in, in game one of the playoffs and he's fine coming off the bench. Not to toss too much shade at Russell Westbrook, but, you know, I said during the season in review that everybody talks about Russ like he will do whatever it takes to win. But I say he'll do whatever it takes to win, except what the team really needs him to do to win. He wants to play his game. He wants to get his points. He wants to play his style. He wants to be on ball. That's Russell Westbrook. Steph, the unselfish superstar. Hey, I'm willing to come off the bench if it keeps Jordan Poole in rhythm if it makes sense to keep my minutes down, if it helps us win. Not that any of y'all listening needed any more reason to appreciate Steph as opposed to someone else like Russ, but just an observation. And lastly, shout out to Kavon Looney. 13 minutes only, but he was two for three from the field, hit both of his free throws, seven boards, six points only, negative seven, but man, played tough. Played tough against Nikola Jokic, and that's all you could ask for. You're not looking for a pretty game from him. You're not looking for a pretty stat line. You're looking for him just to be loony, you know? (laughs) Just to be that dude in the middle against an MVP caliber center. Oh, and also, like, 
man, I did not see the whole Minnesota Timberwolves Memphis Grizzlies game, but hopefully I think I got it somewhere on on DVR. But that seemed like the game that we all hoped it would be. You know, Anthony Edwards guarding John Morant. <laughs> man, I love Anthony Edwards. That guy is is a fun player, and if he didn't play for Minnesota, people would be hyping him up way more than they have been. But keep an eye on that. That's that's must see TV right there. That's all I got for now. Let's keep it going. You know, Warriors play Monday night, and we shall see how that goes from there. Again, if you have not listened to our playoff preview, check that out. It was a two parter that we put out on actually Saturday. <laughs> so check those out if you get a chance. Me and Aram in Toronto dropped our thoughts on the Warriors, what we hope for, what we expect from them, what would be a success, what would be a failure. And we also made our playoff predictions. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and definitely check out our YouTube channel. The link to that will be in the show notes. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. If you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and also leave us a nice review on apple Podcasts. that would be dope and super helpful thanks for listening that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs